0: Hello, Texans. Welcome to the podcast off week. It's really not a bye, is it? Technically, a bye is a playoff sort of thing where you get to miss a round. You're not missing anything because you're going to make up the game anyway. Everybody gets one, but we call it the bye week. I don't want to get technical. And it's fun because the Texans are coming off a win. They're three and three. They're a hotly contested item in the NFL right now. Very much appreciated the progress that uh, the Texans have made. A lot of national pundits showing the love right now for C.J. Stroud, D'Amico Ryans, etc. Blake Cashman winning AFC Defensive Player of the Week. How about Stephen Nelson? Three picks tied for the league lead. That can change over the weekend, of course, because the Texans do not play. How about the running game? 120 yards, second-best performance of the year. That's good. Running defense, top 10 in points allowed this D. Now the running defense top half of the league, that's big progress. They've been residing at the bottom of the league for a long time so it's really wonderful to see this progress and let's talk about it a bit with Kevin Kugler, just a bit here because we're going to go national and then zoom in because Kugler does the preseason TV broadcasts for the Texans as well as a play-by-play man. But Taylor Swift comes up in this conversation. Omaha Nebraska with the College World Series. Boy, that's a wide array right there let's get into it with kevin it's texans preseason tv play-by-play man kevin kugler who also happens to do fox games and westwood one and a lot of other stuff and kevin congratulations on doing the most watched tv program since the super bowl with jets eagles getting what was it 26 million people
1: yeah kind of crazy we're assuming that it was you know it helped that it was a really good game we're assuming, though, that the rumor that Taylor Swift was going to be at the game drove up some audience early, and then they just stuck around maybe when they found out Travis was there, hoping that Taylor might show up. I don't I don't know. It's, uh, it's crazy to think that, that that was our broadcast, but it was a lot of fun. It was a really fun game to be in New York for that atmosphere.
0: All right, be honest now. How much Taylor Swift material did you have at the ready to talk about should <laughs> she be at the game? You
1: know me, you know, I, 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 (laughs) none of us go into these without some amount of preparation. Mm -hmm. So there were, there were references ready. If we had needed them, there were, you know, we, we didn't have music ready because there's legal ramifications (laughs) for using music that is not permitted to be used. So we didn't have the music ready, but we did have, I did have many, many things at the ready just in case Taylor Swift showed up. Luckily I have daughters as you know, Mark, so I can lean on them Mm. for any of my Taylor Swift needs.
0: What about but what about the producers and everything? I mean, this had to come up in the production meeting because I know people get tired of it, but it is cool stuff to cross over into pop culture and that kind of thing. And you have to be able to capitalize on it. And twenty six million, maybe you did. Yeah,
1: I think I think you have to. It all was discussed. I mean, you you have to bring it up. You can't ignore the situation. And I know we had a little bit of a of a, a little bit of help because the Thursday night game previously had lots of Taylor Swift and they did a pretty good job of not over killing the whole Taylor mm-hmm. Swift thing. So we had a, we had a little bit of a blueprint to go off of just in case, but it was, uh, you know, the, the story is the game regardless of whether there's a pop culture phenomenon that's there. And hopefully Without her there, we still, we must have, we did a decent job, I think, in making sure that the pictures and the sounds and the stories of the game got told.
0: Kevin Kugler joining us just called Jets and Eagles. We'll talk about some of the other action you have coming up, Kevin, but back to that game for a moment. Jets are on the Texans schedule December 10th at the Meadowlands. What did you think of them? And that was a heck of a performance being able to knock off the Eagles.
1: It was really an interesting game because the Jets went into that with both of their corners down. Reed and Gardner were both out with injury. And so you kind of saw Philadelphia play into that a little bit. And you'd look at that and say, yeah, we need to throw the ball more. And Jalen Hurts threw the ball all over the lot. And the Jets did a really good job of making sure that the Eagles couldn't cash in on all those yardage opportunities through the air. They really kind of bent and didn't break. They forced a bunch of turnovers. That defense is what's going to carry the Jets, especially with the fits and starts that the offense is going to go through with Zach Wilson at quarterback. But all of a sudden the, the demise of the Jets – Seems to have been greatly exaggerated. When Aaron Rodgers went down, that was it. Everybody was trying to figure out how they could not have the Jets on their broadcast, how they could not worry about the Jets anymore. And this Jets team still has a pretty salty defense. And with Brees Hall back able to run the football, and they didn't run much against the Eagles, but nobody's going to be able to run much against that Eagles front this year. But that Jets team, I think, is going to create some problems for people. They're not as good as they would be with Aaron Rodgers healthy and at quarterback but I still think they're going to be a force to be reckoned with in the battle for a wild card
0: spot. All right, Kevin, you've been in the production meetings with D'Amico Ryans for the preseason games for Mm -hmm. the Texans. And you were there with Robert Sala. I don't know if you've had Mike McDaniel yet, but tell me about the D'Amico connection with Sala. Did that come into your mind at all? Did you ask about it? How do you feel about it?
1: Uh, I think there is just such a really, that whole connection, you know, we talk about coaching trees, the Shanahan coaching tree is growing pretty quickly and it's growing with pretty good results considering what we've seen D'Amico do in his first year with the Texans so far and the development that we've seen from the young guys under his tutelage. Robert Sala certainly has his hands full in trying to grow a young quarterback in Zach Wilson, who a lot of people forget is still just 24 years old and, you know, has already been written off in a very difficult market. I work with a guy Mark Sanchez every week that certainly understands mm-hmm. what it's like to be a young quarterback in, in a major market like New York city, because he was a young quarterback in a major market like New York city as the quarterback of the Jets, So you see what these coaches are dealing with growing young quarterbacks while trying to build their franchise. And I think right now you have to say thumbs up to both. It's not an easy task to do that, especially with everybody looking at you and demanding immediate results. But so far, so good for both coaches. And I have to say, and I'm not just saying this because I'm talking to you, Mark. I have so enjoyed watching the Texans. And I cannot tell you how many times somebody has said to me, boy, I'm really into this Texans team. Boy, C.J. Stroud is fun. Boy, this team is really fun. The, The excitement nationally is growing. I can only imagine for Texans fans what you must be feeling right now watching this team and this quarterback grow up right before your eyes.
0: Yeah, everybody's ecstatic so far. And 3-3 and at the bye, very nice for the Houston Texans. And we'll see where it goes from here. They have Carolina up next a week from Sunday, so we'll see how that goes. Kevin, if Jets-Eagles wasn't the best game you've called this year, what is?
1: Uh, If it wasn't, I'll go with Chargers-Vikings. That was another Mm. game that we had week three of this season. Came down to the wire, had a bunch of wacky plays in it. Two teams that were incredibly desperate to try to get a win. that and, and two teams that, quite honestly, have disappointed from their preseason expectations. I think everybody thought the Vikings were going to walk away with that division, and it clearly is not the case. Detroit is by far the best team in that division, maybe one of the top three teams in the NFC, depending on how we see the season unfold. And the Chargers have been a disappointment, unable to get that offense consistently on track, despite having one of the best young quarterbacks in the game in Justin Herbert. That was a great game. It was a very important game early in the season for those two teams. And neither one of those two teams has been able to do anything off of that game of any consequence. So it really was a, a harbinger of things to come. They had some struggles. They had some really awkward moments on each side in that game from a play calling standpoint or a game management standpoint. And it's kind of been the way things have gone the rest of the season so far for each of those two teams.
0: Kevin Kugler of Fox, Westwood One, Texans Preseason TV, joining us on Texans Radio. How far in advance does Fox give you your game? How much leeway or or runway do you get to prepare for a game?
1: Not much, especially with so many flexing options these days. You know, Thursday night football can flex. Monday mm. night football can flex. Sunday night football can flex. We're all just sort of in flux waiting for the flex <laughs> each and every week. So we're, we're ahead right now two weeks, and that's as far as we have gotten with our schedule. Usually we'd get a couple of weeks each time. Maybe we'd be three or four weeks ahead right now, but I only know myself, my schedule through week nine at this point, and I think it's going to get even tighter as we move into the late stages of the season because we don't know week to week what the games might be.
0: I know you get this. I get this too. Preseason games. You do the Texans preseason TV broadcast. You do a hell of a job, but people say, ah, it's just preseason. Preseason is harder than regular season, true or false?
1: Oh, 100% true. And there's so many more players. Think of the volume of players you have to have some amount of information on for the preseason versus the regular season. I, I have to have a 53 man roster. Six or seven of those guys aren't going to see any action. Maybe I've got to come up with a couple of guys who come up from the practice squad the day before, and I've got to prepare for them the night before a game. But the preseason, my goodness, you've got a hundred players. You've got to try to figure out who these guys are. And any one of those guys in a preseason game could make a play. I need to be able to say his name correctly. That's, As you know, that's the first thing any of us doing play-by-play want to do is make sure we're saying the guy's name right. And then maybe add in a little bit of information as to who in the world that person is because if you're a fan watching a preseason game – there's a good chance you don't know who this guy was that was picked up off waivers from the Vikings two days earlier. And has just shown up in this preseason game. It's a, I love it. I mean, it's, it's fun to do. It's, a, it's exciting to see these guys start off their seasons. And it's why I've been so excited to be part of it for so many years now, but it is, it is work. There's a lot of people you need to know. It's not ditch digging, but it is certainly work to prepare to make sure you have all those names.
0: Kevin, you used to do a lot of Big Ten Network stuff, college football broadcasts. Do you do any college football anymore? I got to think you don't have time to do that with the Fox NFL stuff, but how much do you miss it if that's the case?
1: You know, what you miss from college football, Mark, is the atmospheres. There is just a different in certain ballparks and certain stadiums. There is a different energy than you get in NFL stadiums. And I I don't know why it is. Maybe it's the band. Maybe it's just the the collegial feel being on a campus. But that's the one thing that you notice sometimes, is that it's a different kind of energy in a crowd. You go to Michigan for a night game, it's a different energy than maybe if you go to Atlanta. Um, Not to disparage the Falcons, but that's the first team that came to mind. There are certain Mm. NFL places that are collegiate-type atmospheres Kansas city is a collegiate type atmosphere. Buffalo is an atmosphere all its own, but there is just a difference in the crowd in certain college environments that you cannot replicate at the NFL level. Doesn't mean it's different. doesn't mean it's bad or good. It just means it's different. And that's the one thing that I've noticed the most doing exclusively NFL for the last few years is that the crowd volume, the crowd energy is a different feel in certain NFL places when you compare it to some of the best college places
0: Kevin I know you get into a lot of college basketball with Westwood One Big Ten Network when does that start up for you and what are you looking forward to in that department
1: oh I I I jump right in beat first with Fox and Big Ten Network doing college basketball games I think I have nine of them in November nice so I'll be I'll be yeah I'll be plenty uh, I'll be plenty versed in it I get to see Michigan State I think four times in the month of November, I think Tom Izzo has a team that could go to the Final Four again. Creighton is a team that I'll see a couple of times by virtue of the fact that I base in Omaha, and they're going to be a top-ten team. They're number eight in the preseason poll to start things off. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I jump right in feet first into the world of college basketball, and I get a chance to see some of these national title contenders in their formative stages. Uh, and that's that's always exciting. It's good to get a look at these teams early and then be able to compare them later when they roll into the NCAA tournament. Think, okay, I saw them when they did this. Look at the leap they've taken.
0: You've done so many College World Series, and you've done the Masters as well for Westwood One. And I got to think you got to pinch yourself sometimes because yeah, you do the Final Four, but those events also have such an iconic feel to them. To be at Augusta National, to be at... At one time, Rosenblatt Stadium. I don't even know what the stadium is now, but the College World Series is still such a special, unique event.
1: It, it is all of those college moments and really just those unique moments. I've been fortunate. I, I've gotten to be at every Masters except the fall 2020 Masters during the COVID year when everything was weird. Uh, since 2009, I got to see Tiger win his last green jacket, A, a still one of the most remarkable at, you talk about atmospheres. I don't know that there's anything I've been around that is quite like Augusta national golf club. When tiger woods is on a, on a prowl Sunday to win a green jacket, that is one of the most incredible atmospheres I've ever been around, regardless of sport. And I still think about that from time to time. Just, I can't believe I was sitting at amen corner calling tiger woods I mean, playing for a green jacket. It's just, remarkable. And it may be the last one he ever wins. Although at this point I would never put anything past Tiger woods or any of the great athletes, but you look at some of those events and some of those places I've been very fortunate. And I, you know, I, I consider myself fortunate every time I get to go into an NFL stadium and call a game. I, you and I have jobs that there are so many (laughs) that would love to have, they would give up almost anything they have to have those jobs. We're extremely fortunate. And I'm, I'm, I'm blessed. I know it every day.
0: Well, we're fortunate to have you on with us today, Kevin. Thanks so much for the time, and best of luck this weekend and the rest of the season. Thanks, Mark. Looking forward to seeing you down the road. There's our talk with Kevin Kugler. Hope you enjoyed the conversation, and check out all the other podcasts wherever you got this one. Hit subscribe to whatever you can subscribe to, and keep listening. Let's have a nice bye week, and then back at it against the Carolina Panthers. Looking forward to it so much. Have a great weekend. Go Texans!